inspiring you to reach your goals and live your dream. And live your dream. This is the Keaton Nelson Show. All righty. Today's guest is a Trinidad-based voice communication expert whose experience extends beyond the Caribbean. He has had a successful career in voice communication training, audio production, and voiceover acting spanning 20 years. Today, he provides training to others in Trinidad and countries across the globe, including running his own highly interactive program designed to teach individuals to effectively use their voice. I think I need your program. Um, (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a warm welcome for today's guest, Daya Otley. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Keaton. A long time we haven't connected. Yeah, so it's been a while. Honor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm going to get to ask you some questions that I've never been to ask you before, so this is kind of cool. <laughs> That's um, pretty good. Yeah, are you from Trinidad originally, or are you from somewhere else, man? No, I am. I am actually born and bred right here in the Caribbean, so it's it's pretty good. I have traveled, but I haven't stayed there, uh, so yeah, I'm from Trinidad. Cool, man. Uh, when you were growing up, did you you think you grew up like rich, poor, middle class, or like what was your upbringing like? <laughs> I, it, it was it was more for our context. It was more middle class, I would say. Right. Uh, definitely, yeah, that was that was like my experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I, w- I want to hear a little bit about your story. How did you get into speaking? Let's start even like from a young age. Were you always into this type of stuff, or? Um, did you go to school for this? I don't even understand. Is there a place to go to school for this? How did yeah, you get that's, that's That's really an interesting question. So for me, uh, I like I remember my I remember some like things like really clearly, but I certainly remember being young and just being fascinated by audio and voice. That was something that always excited me. So I know that as like a, like a five year old, I would pretend to be using a mic and talking into it. Where I saw it, I don't even know. I mean, because back then it's like there was wasn't much like how media is today, where you know everything you see is is accessible. So I really don't even remember what I saw, Keaton, because uh, I'm like forty something now. So back then yeah. for us, there wasn't much exposure. We had like one access to one television station, yeah. uh, quite a few radio stations. But now in Trinidad, we have like thirty something radio stations. Uh, of course, you have access to Netflix and everything else. But for then. There was this passion, and it, it I think it always stayed there. My mother was an English literature teacher, so she she always had her children trying to speak properly, enunciate clearly, pronounce your words. So I grew up with that kind of experience, but of course I always rejected, like, give me a break, mom, let me just talk how I want to talk, you know. And being from the islands, you know, we have a dialect. I think like in the States, everybody has dialects. You have things that you say for us. We have a dialect, you know, but our mother really was very strong in terms of making sure, you know, your dialect, but make sure you know how to speak clearly and properly so you could communicate with people. So I think that played a big factor as well. But getting as getting into the whole voice thing, there are so many different roads that I, I went down and some of them would be being exposed to a friend who really just got me into radio and doing voiceover work and said you have an amazing voice learn how to use it and he taught me the power of intonation how to go up with my voice modulate go down to make sure that an ad really lands 
And I, I actually, my path really continued along that. I mean, I think God really helped to guide me through so many different things, so many different steps along the way. Because when I look back, it's like, I didn't plan it. It was just like, these things just worked out. I, I worked at a recording studio. I did sales for a while. And all of that is like, was really a personal journey for me, Keaton, because I recognized I was a very shy guy to start off with, even though I had all of these. And I went through the experience of discovering boldness, discovering how to be more confident, having to sell this product out on the street. And so now, like how many other years later, I've packaged my voiceover experience. I got coached by a lady in LA. That's another story by itself. I mean, I could talk on and on about all of that, but I literally went to LA, Los Angeles about three times and to a, a summit, a conference where a lot of voice people I met there because in the in my island, in my country in Trinidad, I literally wanted more. By the way, when I worked at the recording studio, I met a lot of advertising agency folk there and I was doing a lot of voice ads. I worked at a radio station for 10 years, so I got experience in reading news, in hosting a radio show, I got some training for all of that as well. And I, inside of that, I was like, I want more. I want more of this. Okay, I've done voices in my island. And that's why I sought the experience because I mean, I see the US as having the experience for media and, and you know, just learning how to be on screen. Of course, not discovering. I mean, then, you know, you look at everybody on television, you think everybody in the US just knows how to talk like a movie actor. I discovered after that's not totally true. <laughs> no, it's you not. Know? No, it's it's not. not totally true. You yeah. know, my, my world was just small. But, but certainly at this conference, I met so many amazing people in voice. Mm. And, well, Keaton, for me, now I, I have my own coaching program because with a background like that and so much experience in media, and just being exposed to voice, I thought I could help people with this. I can use my training, the training I received in radio and in and in doing news and in voiceover acting and learning from like some of the best, like the person that's my coach from LA, she literally coaches people for acting for for big commercials, you know, and and lots of the big voiceover people out there. And so that experience for me has been amazing. It's been an amazing journey. And so what I package into my program is all of my experience, the history, the long years I've walked in media, in, in experiencing radio, and just looking at how people can use their voice. Especially yeah, well, this, is, this isn't just for people who, um, who are trying to be a voiceover actor, people who... No, are, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. This is just helping people how to speak and communicate because we all have a voice. We've all been given this tool and depending on what we're doing i mean you're hosting a show someone has a pitch to give you know to win a client you have a phone call you have to communicate to your child and you have so many different ranges of emotion when you're in the moment and you're totally upset what do you do to ensure you have to be so aware and i try to make people are conscious of conscious of how they sound because i'm sure you know the voice that you hear with your ears when you speak is not the voice when you record it that you hear back or everybody else hears and so we have to learn the voice that everyone else hears and that's that's getting accustomed to that so that's what i help people with discover how you sound record yourself play it back 
because with my experience as a voiceover actor, that's the thing that I recognize works. And everybody has a phone. So I tell people, listen, record yourself, say this, or try and record yourself doing something and you recognize this is not how I sound. So it's always really important for people to discover how they sound when they say something. Mm. If you've ever sent a voice message to someone when you're upset and you play it back, you're like, did I sound like that? You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that's in a nutshell, that's kind of like been my, in my, my journey. Yeah. And I know you've been working on this course for a while now too. Um, I'm really excited about it. I, I mean, it's out now. Can I, can I ask you how much it's going to cost? You want to get on sales calls with people? Like what? Yeah, sure. It's, it's uh, so right now it's for four ninety nine. when this podcast is out, it's going to be four ninety nine, and, uh, and it's, it's what I've done inside of here is try to bring the experience that I, I, I have had so many one-on-one -on -one, and you would know that yeah. I, I coach people one-on-one. -on -one. And so the experience that people have with my one-on-one -on -one coaching, I've tried to bring that into a video course because I'm not there, but I want people to get the experience as best as possible as if they were having a one-on-one -on -one coach. So it's between the type of coaching I'm doing on video and also tools that I'll be putting inside of the course, as well as worksheets that people can work along with to help themselves. That's what I'm, I'm putting inside the course. So it's a little different because I love to do things differently and, and not just present, you know, it has to be engaging. It has to be fun. Yeah. I tell you guys, if you aren't already following him, what's, what's the, it's uh, at Daya Otley right and uh, yeah you could do that on on ig uh, linkedin is a great place as well or just my link tree you can check out my link tree as well yeah, so we'll put the links in the description that's under. right yeah awesome. but um he's put he's putting videos out all the time uh little you know little tricks or hacks that you can use um after watching like a one minute video you're gonna be able to improve um the way you communicate so i mean definitely go follow him and then I mean, this, this course is so affordable guys. I mean, why not? Uh, if you're, if you got, you're in sales, if you're, I mean, if you're a human and you need to communicate with your voice, <laughs> but really like if you're in sales or you own a company and you need to be able to express uh, yourself without doing what I just did with all the us and the ahs and the ums and um, all that type of stuff. I mean, I know I'm going to either get the course or I'm going to try and uh get some time one-on-one -on -one with them because obviously I need to work and I want to make this podcast better. So I'm going to reach out to Daya, but, um, just to jump in to let you know that what I'm planning to do many courses. And so what I thought this course own the room really has to specifically deal with people with their presentations, whether it may be on a virtual call, like a zoom call, or if you have to do a physical presentation, and I'm going to be bringing out another course to deal with what you just spoke about with the general voice communication. But this really focuses a lot, uh, Keaton, on, on well, how you use your voice in a presentation. There are a lot of people that are intimidated by the, the faces of the people that they see. And so I'm going to walk people through overcoming that fear. I was there once. Everyone goes through that when they first Everyone. start. Everyone. <laughs> like Unless like you're an incompetent, competent person. But yeah, that's... Um, and I think there's a lot of people listening that are going to listen to this that want to do keynotes. Yeah, that's right. Terrified, or maybe they've been invited to go speak, and they're like, "Geez, I don't want my voice shaking while I'm up there or my hands," you know. Um, yeah. So this is what this this course is all about: how to how to own the room, 
when you're in front of all those oh, people in the room yeah how that's to right have because confidence and keep it you you tell them you that's correct <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it's so that's you you're, you're absolutely right it's about that and so many times we're not aware of how to send that message because I, 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 people use the word public speaking, Keaton, but I like to use the word voice communication because we're communicating with our voice. That's what we use. And so we have to be aware of how do we communicate this message with our voice. Uh, if you want to communicate something with empathy, you can't be shouting and raising your voice loud. So you have to literally lower your tone and say something like, I really appreciate what you did for me today. That's an example of what you want to do. So... You know, it's it's very important. It's very key for us to be aware of how we sound. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So yeah. let's say someone's listening to this and they're about to go do their first keynote. What's five tips you'd give them that, you know, is going to help them knock it out of the park? I would say for sure there's so I've, there, there are two methods inside of the course. I'll just give a little overview, I suppose. Sure. Thing. But I'll just, I'll just say that one of the components I call my pose method and I've created that and the pose method is P-O-S-E and that stands for posture, openness, style and energy. And I'll just quickly to summarize that those four components I've recognized are very important in how we deliver. We must have an, a good posture, how you stand. It, it affects the airflow, the flow of air that comes out <laughs> or sit. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. If, if you're in a Zoom meeting, if you're slouched over or bent over, if you notice, if you crouch over like that, it affects how you sound or how you flow. So if you keep your back up, it makes a difference, like literally that and almost sucking in your gut and and holding upright, but not being too stiff and okay, you know, but just, yeah, yeah, just yeah. being upright, having an upright posture really helps in the airflow. And you just feel the energy coming through from your body and that really helps and then of course openness is just the whole issue of being very comfortable with being yourself in front of your audience and i got dive into that a lot more you should make a whole um, course on that <laughs> you, i'm telling you yeah. and then of course you have style everyone has a different style and i encourage people to just own your style don't try and copy someone else's style be your authentic self and a lot of times public speaking says there are these kinds of styles to use i try to encourage people because people look very awkward when they try to become something that they're not or try to be someone that they're not so i always say try and be your your yourself and work with that personality that you have what are you naturally a storyteller then work with that and develop that skill because inside of that, then you have to learn how to tell an effective story. But if that's your thing, then great. Or are you one that loves information? They're just people that love to shoot out facts and, and stats and things. Then use that. But then there are ways in which you use that to draw your audience in. Mm. And because there are all kinds of techniques. And then, of course, you have E, which is energy. Energy is so important. I suppose if I came on this morning on the podcast and I was like, yeah, Keaton, this is good to talk to you thanks for having me you know um and my energy is just really low that's not cool so you want to have energy and i dig into that what does energy mean where does energy come from and how do we as speakers bring energy to a room when you step into a room you want to fill it you could be as small as this but people must feel your presence like there was one clip i said if you were a mouse in the room running across a table you know that's not really owning the room you're just freaking everybody out because you're a mouse. <laughs> 
but but the thing is you want to be able to fill the room by your presence by what you say by how you say it not intimidated and it's not because you're arrogant it's just because you have this inner confidence that the information that i have to share with people has value has weight and so we, it eliminates all the thoughts that we have in ourselves about self-doubt, about what people are saying about us. And the more we begin to practice eliminating that and focusing just on the message, just on the message and block everybody out, it causes us to literally be in the moment. It's happened. That, and this is something I've walked through, having done presentations, having been terrified at first and walking through and recognizing it's a mental shift we have to take. It, it makes a big difference. That's good. I like those. That's something that even someone could go through in their head right before they get on stage, right before they go into a sales call, you know, posture, openness. I got to be myself. Okay. Yeah. Um, what was S again? I forget. That is style. What is style, style? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's not just being yourself, but it's more about um, being okay with how you communicate and mm-hmm. uh, e energy energy is everything right like no one wants to watch a youtube video with us slumped down and tired That's... and talking and everything no one wants to yeah. listen to that yeah. uh, i even like dude i get some caffeine in me before i come on these podcasts <laughs> just to get a little bit more boost because you know what you lose like 10 percent or like like 50 percent of the energy across the airwaves i feel mm-hmm. like you know That's i could right. be like high energy right now but when you're listening to it in your car ride you're like Dude, this guy's falling asleep. <laughs> That's right. That's so true. And and you know, you had a you said a point there, like YouTube videos. You know, there are those YouTube tutorials where you have guys talking through. I literally, if someone starts, okay, folks, if you want to know how to edit, I just jumped another. Yeah, I do. I I don't want to hear it. It's like no. If even if I'm not seeing you, I want to get the energy. So you're so right. I mean, you know, to that point about you know, you think. And that's something that I tell people about. You think that you have energy, but if you're tired, you always have to make sure you crank up. You know you're tired. You had a long day. And this is experience from doing voice over work that I would be sure I really delivered on that one. And when I played back, it's like, man, I sound tired. And you really have to ensure that you give extra. You're not going over the top, but you give extra in what you're doing. So that's always important. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like, even coming home and seeing your kids at the end of the day. Yes. yes right? Yeah. You're sitting in the car before you walk into the house. You should be thinking, you know, how do bring I bring that energy. energy out so that they're not getting the worst, you know, 10% of me and my job's getting the best 90%, you know? Because um, I think people gloss over the family aspect of life a whole lot because it doesn't in- generate income most of the time, you know? Um, so taking that time, this is even I'm going to write that stuff down. You have to make a lead magnet with pose, like a, just a little poster board or I'll have my team make one up for you. Well, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Someone else mentioned that to me, like yeah. cards that they, people can print or have. That's, that's very true. Yeah. So yeah, I have that. And I have the gas method, which is gather, arrange, speak. It teaches people how to eliminate filler words, you know? So that's Wait, what's that? that? What, I need that one. <laughs> it's called the gas <laughs> method yeah so that helps you to just flow and i go through that and i help people in the course you know going through step by step how to eliminate the filler words that we do from time to time so it's yeah the, the course is, is i'm excited about it it's it's been it's it's was on pre-sale and now it's it's out there for people to access yeah we're, we're recording this episode early for those listening and watching 
So now when it drops, it's going to be available. And when we're recording this is for pre-sale. Um, yeah. It's too bad. We can't get them that deal, but um, cool, man. I'm looking at a couple more questions that I had written down for you and you're married, right? Yeah, I am. Yeah. How many kids you got, man? I have three daughters. Could you imagine that? I have three girls. Three girls. Twelve, nine, and seven. Yeah. Oh man. Um, <laughs> and how has how has having kids impacted your life and impacted how you you know think, operate, and and act and run your business and everything? Wow, oh, boy, that's a keeping that's a real uh, deep is a deep question. It, yeah, it causes you to think. You know, I um. How you know it's interesting, especially inside of the pandemic, um, it changed things. Because I, I would be honest with you, when I I was into this full time, I I had a day job, and then I literally well they retrenched a lot of people. But I always had my business while I was in my day job. I always believed in having that 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 side hustle, right. Um, and so when I was retrenched, I was like, I'm not looking for another job. I'm going to go into this all out, you know. And, you know, the reality for me is that I thought when I was home, when the kids were out to school, because for us in Trinidad, kids haven't been physically out to school since the pandemic. It's all been online schooling. Yeah. So, you know, they have been literally home around us all the time. And, and even some places are now opening up. We're still not going to send them out, you know, because some kids just, you know, they don't know what environment and COVID is still around. So we're being very cautious. That's, that's just our, our philosophy. So for me, you know, this like I was looking forward to kids being out because I, I had a few days of just home. Keeping, I had a routine. I would get up like five in the morning and I would go and take a walk and and then take a jog and then exercise and then dive into my work and and i'll have the day to myself i'll plan it out until now kids are home so it took a while to adjust but i must say however particularly in the pandemic being like having my family around all the time has been amazing it really has been amazing and i think i wouldn't want to change it because even though sometimes you want a break i mean you know um (laughs) but kids yeah yeah <laughs> you do you want a break man <laughs> <laughs> but 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 i must say though i do i do value the family time though because life was really a hustle before it's like and lots of times my my kids was it was like a about almost a two-hour drive to their school every day to and from in traffic wow. yeah that's how far that's rough i mean just yeah that's rough i mean i know for y'all in the states most schools are close to where you live but for me the school that you want them to go to is dependent so yeah there are schools close by but i didn't want them to go to those got it yeah yeah, yeah. you know so the specific schools are not based on geo geographically where it is the better schools sometimes are further away mm-hmm. and so we made the trek you know it was a sacrifice getting up really early in the morning and then going and bring them back so you know that um it was a hustle. You don't have quality of life. You don't. They're burnt out. They're tired. More cranky. Uh, so mm-hmm. I must say, though, I've seen the difference inside of the pandemic. Our family's gotten a lot closer, and you could do a lot more with the kids, and it's been really good. That's nice. I always think like Saturday will come around. And sometimes I'll be like, you know, I could get some work done. 
You know, I, I could go in the office. I could go, uh, you know, tackle that one project that I've been putting off for the past two months, you know, or at least get it started. And then I'm like, I mean, I, I really do think to like, you know, the last few days of my life, am I really, really going to care that I didn't get that project done this Saturday or whatever it happens to be, right? I, I'm, I'm probably going to wish that I took that Saturday to spend time with my, my kids while they're small, you know? Yeah. Um, so I, I just try and keep that in the back of my head, but man, I mean, I wake up at, at five 30 in the morning and we, um, my, my wife, she, she works at, as a nurse and she has to get to work for 4am. So I get the kids ready by myself, get them to daycare, breakfast, the whole nine. And then, um, she comes home tired after a 12 hour day at four o'clock in the afternoon or five o'clock. And I, I pick up the kids on the way on my way home. But, you know, as one of us is cooking, cleaning and getting the kids ready for bed, baths and all that type of stuff. Then it's eight o'clock and we're dead tired and we got to do the whole thing over and over again. It's, it's just like yeah. sometimes you want that break for sure. Uh, what, what we've been doing re- recently is um, is traveling, getting away for like even just like a night or a couple nights just to go out and let the, the grandparents take care of them. But it, I think... It impacts the business in that way. Like you said, they could be, you know, interrupting your flow of things, but they can also create a lot of motivation that other people don't have who are entrepreneurs or not even entrepreneurs. And they're okay with the nine to five because they don't want to build something for the, their family, you know? So that's great, man. Uh, Just let me pause to put the light back on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There it Continue is. Continue recording this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so how long ago did you, uh, you decide to go out this like full force? Uh, I would say, I would say I've been, well, I've been doing this. This has been about two years ago. Like I've been really, really dived into this in a really strong way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I've, I've full force, like literally getting into the business, uh, 100%. It's been about two years now. You've gotten some big clients too. Well, what was that consulting firm? I don't know if you're allowed to say anything. So I, Delo- <laughs> Deloitte, yeah, I worked some, did some stuff with Deloitte. Yeah, yeah. So if you guys are looking for corporate training, let's say you got a sales team who needs to effectively communicate. You know, I mean, they could hire you to come in and train their teams. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. definitely. Definitely, and and the video course as well. If if companies would like to d- take the video course, they can do that as well. So walk through that, and then there can be a follow up one on one as well with me and and the people in the company. So that could be awesome. Ooh. Lots of options. It's awesome. Um, are you 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 mentioned God? Are you religious? Yeah, I am. You are. Do you have a certain faith yeah. that you subscribe to? Yeah, I'm a Christian man, definitely, Christian. definitely a Christian. Yeah, awesome, that's great. Um, why? I mean, did you grow up Christian or did you? No, actually, I didn't. Actually, I. The interesting thing for me was as a teenager, I was just searching. I did all kinds of things, you know. Keaton, as a, as a teenager, you, you, I I I was in Eastern stuff. Um, that was like you know meditation, Eastern things. Um, yeah, sure. You know, doing uh 
traveling there was a there's a type of thing that a friend introduced me to you know doing healing and stuff like that i mean i searched uh, you know i i was into all kinds of things as a teenager and then one day it just seemed to make sense somebody literally um told me about jesus christ and a life and i've literally been following him since and so my life has transformed you know literally since then uh, it's just what i know and i stick to i've, I've found the best personal results through that i mean like literally because i've tried all kinds of different things and for me it just makes sense <laughs> you know and it's really helped yeah i i think i mean i just bring it up because it's controversial anyway people like <laughs> touch on it so i want to touch on it um and i mean i find that having faith especially when it comes to either like Jesus Christ, God, or something that is a higher power. Um, when either you're going through hard times or you're, you're not sure how something's going to work out or being an entre entrepreneur is very difficult. It's having that faith to lean back on and go pray. And uh, it makes a huge difference. There's a lot of people who, um, who accredit all of their business success to either you know, being a Christian or being yeah. a, faith. Uh, a yeah. lot, a lot of people. And I, I also find, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's other people who aren't Christian that do this too, but yeah. they, um, they own a business and their mission is bigger than just make a bunch of money. Right. Yeah. They, they want to either serve their community or right. go above and beyond and create something that's impacting the world in, in a beautiful way while they still can make money. It's like, it's, right. I love that. Yeah, um, and and for me that's been that's been my secret, <laughs> my secret as in that's the only way I live. I mean, I'm guided by everything I do. I don't just run out there the pursuit. I'm, I'm I've tried that and it doesn't work for me, you know. So it's like, all right, you know, for me, I'm gonna be guided by God for this, and and that's it. And and so that it's it's not even a religion for me. It's like a way of life, literally. Sure. You understand is it's not like okay i get up and i say these five prayers and i jump on one leg and flip <laughs> backwards you know? it's, yeah it's like yeah, absolutely man. just like a way of life for me and it really helps me and my family I'm like man if i if in this pandemic if i wasn't grounded i, I would fall apart keaton I, i'll be a real man and tell you that you know yeah uh, thanks for sharing i mean you could have yeah. shrugged it off I'm, I'm glad you shared that's awesome man yeah um i'm gonna ask some some deeper questions here too uh what's what's I love the, this podcast this is cool man <laughs> yeah you like it awesome i'm glad you do <laughs> share it out guys and you guys listen and share it out this that's this yeah. is what i tell people there's no no payment i have nothing to sell you on the podcast and like if yeah. i bring someone on it's because i think that they can help you reach your goals right i bring daya so, on because i think that he has the capability the knowledge and experience that he can share with you so that you can go and reach your goals if he happens to charge a price it's because if you got it for free you wouldn't go and do it the price makes you take action, you know? Uh, and by the way, you're going to get way more than what you're paying for. So let's mm -hmm. put that aside. But the, either way, you don't have to. This podcast is completely free. He's giving you free value here. I'm trying to provide value for you. The only thing I ask is you share this out, right? 
that's your payment. You go share it out. Cause even if you didn't get it out of you from this episode, there's someone else, you know, who you can share it out to who will, and that's just going to make the world a better place. And I would really appreciate if you went and did that, leave a review and get more and more people like Daya, these high level people to come on the podcast and share their, their knowledge and experience with you. Um, yeah, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to keep going here though. I got some, I got a few more questions. I just had to put that out there as a good, good time to say it. Cause I mean, it, I'm passionate about this podcast. We got like some of the guests that I have on here that are coming on. I can't even believe that they said yes. I, wow. I really that's great, man. I'm it's looking awesome. forward to hearing it myself. Yeah. Um, what's the biggest regret that you have in your life and why? Biggest regrets I've had in my life. Did the, the question is, did I have any regrets? That's what I have to start by thinking about. I'm thinking about biggest regrets. I've conditioned my mind so much, Keaton, to not think of life as a regret, but more as an opportunity for growth. So it's really difficult for me to look back on anything in my life and, and be regretting what happened. To be quite, quite honest with you, it's like, yeah. it's like I really can't say, you know, I'm really sorry that I didn't do it. Because when I think I was sorry that I didn't do this, I recognize it was for my best. And it actually helped me grow. So I can't really say there's been a regret, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's difficult to answer that. Like, you know, I regret this, you know, no, that was, that was the perfect answer. It's like, it's kind of like a loaded question. See what <laughs> I got you. It's a, a mindset, a right? One. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, exactly. it's a mindset. You could think about all these things and beat yourself up. I mean, like not even like, yeah. um, doesn't have to be a big regret or anything, but I find that people beat themselves up quite a bit about yeah. a lot of things, even small decisions. And yes, yeah. if you can just flip your mindset and, and think about it from a different perspective, it can totally open up new opportunities to you and that you wouldn't have seen while you're beating yourself up. You know what Correct. I mean? Correct. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I love that answer. That's a great answer, man. <laughs> What's one book you believe everyone should read? The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good, man. And, and why do you think that? Because it's it's not it's 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 loaded with so many examples. It's like you it's like if you approach it correctly, you know, that's like a seminar by itself. And yeah. so much about life. People see it as a religious text, but I see it as a, a manual for so many solutions, you know, how to deal with anger, how to do it deal with business proper business principles and values if you if you read it right yeah, if you don't yeah. see it as a religious text and you really see it as values for human living because i see it as that like this manual that's been given for living and and people probably never because if you're not religious it's like eh, that's just a religious book but i mean when you look at the examples of what people decisions people made and and how they went through choices how you deal with envy jealousy lust uh, it's like all there, man. It is. <laughs> you know, it's... So, you know, um, um, if it's just an example of economy and Joseph and how he was wise to save before the famine and he stored up, you know, that, that that's why I would say that that's like a book to read, man. <laughs> mm. I think to um, forget who, who it was, if it was John. But basically, you remember um, all all the fish, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah yes, okay. Yes, so, 
with Peter and Peter, when yeah. he went with Jesus. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but before that, he was trying to pay off a debt to the Romans and he yeah. couldn't figure out how to pay off this debt. He had so much money. He was going to lose his house. His wife was going to be screwed. Uh, like, and then to top it off, his mother-in-law just came to stay with him because she was sick. There's a whole mess of stuff going on in his life. And he needed to like an ungodly amount of fish to be able to pay for what his debt was to the Romans. He's going to lose everything. And I think he's going to go to jail too. And, um, and he just kept trying, kept trying, kept trying overnight. It doesn't matter what And a miracle happened, but I think it was like the fact that he's just kept trying, like, you know, like I, I find that in business, sometimes, you know, you're, um, I, I related to like payroll sometimes yeah. you're, wait, you, you're worried about being able to afford payroll, maybe one week. And then you, you comes down to the last day and then you close that big client and you, everything's all set. Yeah. You know, but you have to have the faith that it's going to be happening. There's a lot of, this is one example that may not be the yeah. best one, but I no, think no, about that's, that. It's great. Or you the, it's interesting. No, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, touching the fringe of like Jesus's cloth and he, and healed, healed. Yeah. Uh, yes. Just yeah. based off of her faith. I mean, like just a, a lesson in faith, never mind believing in Christ, like just faith that everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. And how yeah. powerful that is. Mm -hmm. That's so true. That's great, man. Yeah, man. I was just gonna say that the description you gave of with Peter, I showed my kids there's this company called Sight and Sound, and they produced a stage performance on the life of story of Jesus, and it's like they actually go through that same story with Peter and the fish. It's an amazing thing that people could check out if you just Google search sight and sound. They have there's an app and you can actually look at high HD quality stories, stage stories. Everybody just just loves it. I mean, yeah, you don't have to be a Christian, but you can just take it in and get these Bible stories on stage. They have live animals coming in, and it's it's amazing. Mm. And I don't I'm I don't do this with my my kids like. Well, I mean, I t I'll read like the stories with my kids, but I don't tell them like this is what you should believe or that like this mm -hmm. is. A but like I share these things with them, and without any like we don't even go to church or anything. But like it's it's something that's nice because I remember in my life when I was younger, when my mother reading these stories, and she never told me that I should be believe one thing or another, that I had to say my prayers or anything like that. But uh, it's impactful. And they, so what I'm saying is like, you don't have to be Christian to get something out of these stories and, and what they, they put on these plays. There's actually a, a, a TV series that they put on that's highly uh, directed to, um, I'll have to uh, figure out the oh, TV series. Yeah. <laughs> put out a series and it's really, really good. Um, yeah. So everyone should read the Bible is, is the book uh, that Dyer recommends. <laughs> You got us on got on us on a, on a tangent. Um, <laughs> this should be interesting because I don't know how you're going to respond to it. Um, let's go, man. Let's go. So if you could go back in time, right? <laughs> like you're just like magic. You can go back in time. Yeah. You can mm -hmm. only see yourself. You go and see yourself, and you tell yourself, "Listen, I'm only allowed to tell you three sentences." And that's this is it. This is the only three sentences I can tell you. What would they be, and how old would you be, like when you went back in time? Like, would you see your seventeen-year-old self? Would you see your, right, right, right? You know what I mean? What so, were those three sentences? Right. 
So when what what at what point in my timeline, my life in the past would I go to, and yep. what would I what would the three sentences be that I would tell myself? Wow, yes. that's that's a real interesting Keaton man. This show. <laughs> <laughs> so what 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 point in time would I go? What will I go? I think um, yeah, I think I will go back to that teenage guy. And. I think I would go just at the point of when when life started to to change in a different direction for me, and you know because as a as a teenager and even as a young adult, you don't know a whole bunch of stuff. So three three sentences I would say would be, you know, have some sense. <laughs> okay, it's one. Um, you know, sacrifice first. Then you know, serve first, sacrifice, and receive after. You know, um, oh, and the last thing is be spend wisely. Spend wisely. I think everyone, seventeen-year-old self, needed to hear that one. <laughs> spend wisely. If I, yeah, you know, and I guess if I could just share why I would say spend wisely, because um, I remember as a teenager, young adult, before I was married. I, I wasn't very thrifty. I mean, I, I, like I told you, my career was voice. The amount of money that passed through my hand for voice jobs, you mm. know, and I just blew it, man. I didn't think about it. I was living in my mother's house and I would just blew it. I would say definitely um, put your money aside, save it, don't spend it out. You know, but, you know, as a young person, you want to buy this, buy that. I remember buying all kinds of things for my car and, you know, that that's just a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I changed like three cars when I was a teenager when I could have just kept one. Why? Because I wanted attention and, you know, yes. so that, yeah, that's, that's important. Good questions, man. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think everyone did that. I did that. Um, I think that the problem with when you're younger is you don't know the difference between like a liability and an asset or an investment and just uh, frivolous spending. That's so true. Because I don't think that people should just hold on to their money. Like like if you're growing growing a business, you need to, it's like someone related it to, let's say you're trying to cut a piece of wood and all you're using is like your hand. But you have a whole tool shed over there that's full of tools. That's your money. And someone comes up to you and you're like, hey, why aren't you using the saw and everything that's over there? It's like, oh, no, I'm saving that for later. But you need to grow your business now. You know what I mean? Um, I think, but like the problem when you're younger is you're not investing to grow your business to get something back. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm out there spending my money, like you said, a lot of the times for attention. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Zimutas. I mean, I remember Keaton. I had a I had a car that I bought from a friend of mine actually, and I don't know how to describe this so you could understand. But I sold a car to get that one. Mm-hmm. I was like nineteen, twenty years old, and around my friends, I like had the nicest car. I mean, at that time, the car had had you know it was like dark tinted uh yeah you know it was a nice plush interior it was way over what i as at that point should have had and i had i knew i felt uncomfortable having it 
But of course, it just felt like, oh, let's go and drive with Daya. Let's go. Ooh, you know, it's like, you right, know, that right. was felt so cool. And I mean, I ran into problems paying, you know, the payments on the car as well, because I just couldn't keep up. You know, I, that was that was a very, very interesting experience. I think I learned from that. I had to sell it eventually because, you know, it wasn't like, no. But yeah, that that, that experience, man. But it's just the youth of and now older you have so much more sense. It's like why I don't need that, you know. Right. I don't need to prove anything to anyone. You don't. No. That's the uh, still working on that one. Just like don't <laughs> don't care what anyone else thinks. There's no reason. That's right. That's it. I like that. Yeah. And even today in doing what we do, you know, they have so many people out there on social media doing stuff, but I have to do what I feel I'm called to do and not be phased by, you know how many people have how many followers and that could be a thing for someone especially if you're on social media and you put things out you can look at other people's progress and success and feel threatened but the thing is if you know you, you you're in a fit and you have something to do then there's no need to feel threatened you know yeah it's uh it's better to make something that a hundred people love than make something that a million people kind of like oh i love that I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so Daya, um, if someone, if you were to help the listeners, your superpower is obviously this voice thing. How can they get in touch with you? How's the best, what's the best way to contact you? I would say they can go to my website and, um, right there, they can get all the links to my website is diaotley.com, D-A-Y-A-O-T-T-L-E-Y.com. So yeah. you can get all my social media links there as well as just book a free consult and just have a chat with me if you need to reach out and talk, book book something in my calendar. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Sweet, man. Um, how can the listeners support you? Is there any, like, let's say there's someone out there who's listening to this and it like, it's like your dream client or something like this guy is out here listening to the Keaton Nelson show and what could, or whoever it happens to be like, how can you, how can the listeners help you? Oh, I would love them to just, just book a, book a chat. I would love, I love networking Keaton. That's been like the, the most valuable thing for me right now. Networking with someone just becoming part of their network and they being part of mine. That's like invaluable. That for me is, is something I would love. Just reach out. Just let's connect. Let's have a chat, a virtual coffee. And, um, and that will be awesome. And there's no distance now in, in this virtual world we live. I'm in Trinidad in a warm, nice island of Trinidad. You could be somewhere in Arkansas and we could connect virtually over Zoom and feel like we're still in the same room. That's the beauty of it. For sure, man. Um, great. And, and people can follow you. We already covered that. It's, it's at Daya Otley. You saw that yeah. other one, the voice one. Was it at? Is that voice hacks or something like that? You're, oh yeah, voice hacks is, is my is my my voice hacks is on LinkedIn. So you could just check out LinkedIn and search uh, hashtag voice hacks, and you get all my videos on LinkedIn. Also, I'm on it's on YouTube, so you could just go to a YouTube channel, just search my name, or just Google my name. You'll see all this stuff come up. Yeah, he's got a ton uh, of content <laughs> to help you guys out. Seriously, yeah, you don't even yeah. have to pay him a dime. Um, <laughs> yeah. Great. Well. Like I said before, guys, share this one out. There's someone who's going to need to hear this. Someone's going to need to get in touch with Daya to help them reach their goals. You do your part. Your part. I'll keep bringing on awesome people like this. Daya, thank you so much for coming on the show today, man. Thanks for having me, Keaton. It was awesome. Yeah, it was great. And until next time, peace. <laughs>